0: Amen. Will you put those hands together and just celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Turn me down just a little bit. I sound like I'm a little bit high. Amen. Um, I, I've been teaching, I've been teaching God placed on my heart to teach about the purpose of of the church and the reason why God created the church. I think sometimes, sometimes we, we are in church or we've been in church so long that to a great degree, we sometimes forget or, or the real meaning or the real purpose of a church is lost. And so, um, this is the perfect timing. It's perfect timing for us to take some time to step back and say, okay, let's start from the beginning and let's look at the purpose of the church. Now, um, Before I get started, before I get started uh, and what I'm going to talk about tonight, um, I just want to I want to pull the audience. Um, What those of you who've been who've been a part of the past, I guess, past three, three or four teachings. um, What 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 have you what have you heard? What has the Holy Spirit spoke to you about the church? Maybe something that that you didn't know or something that you did know that was reiterated to your heart. Somebody yell it out. Something that you heard. What about the church? Something that you heard. Say again. The church is a family. Amen. Church is a family. What else? What else have you heard? It's okay to use your notes. It's not the building. It's the people. It's not the building, it's the people. Amen. Yes, sir. I was say the same thing. We, are the we are the church. Amen. Is that, is that sometimes difficult to, to grasp or to, um, to buy into? Is that sometimes difficult to buy into that we are the church and the church is not the building? Is that sometimes? Is it hard to train our to change our minds to think that way? Is that difficult? Yes or no? Yeah, you, you, you have you have to retrain your brain. Amen. Been so long. That's right. Amen. I am the church. You have to go back and kind of retrain. Yes, sir. Yeah. The elder generation, he said, um, looked at the, the building as being the church, and we never they were, we were never not necessarily taught to look at ourselves as being the church. Say this with me: "Say I am the church." Am the church. The church. Amen. Somebody else. Well, what, what else? What else have you? What else have you? What else have you pulled from the teaching so far? Yes, sir. You can't have church unless you have church. You can't have church unless you have the church. Amen. <laughs> unless you have church. Amen. Yes, ma'am. The whole family needs to be at church. Every Christian needs to be at church. Amen. Um, somebody else. Anybody else. Somebody said else you pull. Y- yes, ma'am. The following tradition is not always best. Amen. To, to break free from tradition. Um, so, because because sometimes we we put more emphasis on tradition than we do the relationship with God. Amen. So we'll break every commandment in the book. But if somebody break a tradition, you'd almost kick them out of the church. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm serious. You mess around there and <laughs> wear the wrong color on the wrong day, if you want to. People excommunicate you. No, I'm serious. Back in the old, they would excommunicate you. You couldn't sit on the mother boy with a black dress on on Pastoral Sunday. You, you and you, Amen. You had you had to have a white dress on Pastorial Sunday. Yes, sir. <laughs> Everything, that's right. That's right. You're not and you're not really that's right. You know, the back in, when I was growing up, you wasn't, a woman wasn't saved and she, if she didn't have stockings, she was a, a woman of the street. If you didn't have some stockings, some pantyhose on, boy, you was, boy, you was a sinner. Now I'm serious. I'm, you had, boy, if you coming out with your bad leg, if you want to. And you, uh, th- huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, no, you better not wear, you better not wear your toes out. Better not wear red lipstick. Yeah. All that stuff. Amen. No, that, that was serious. That stuff was serious. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Amen. The truth about perspective and how sometimes we bend the truth, um, to make it Say what we wanted to say and we have to get back to looking at God's perspective. And so we, we, we have to see God's perspective of the church and what the church means to God. Amen. Um, church on purpose and, and, and you guys hold me to this. You hold me to this as long as we're in existence. You hold me to this. God wants to do a divine reset with church on purpose. A divine reset. God wants to use this church Reorganize, restructure, and he wants to set this church up so that his glory can be made manifested through it, amen, and he wants us to come back, he wants us to get back to holiness, he wants us to love each other, he wants us to you know he wants us to stop gossiping, stop talking about each other, amen, he wants us to love one another God, that's what God wants, and I believe that God wants to display his glory through us now with that being said. We have to go back to the biblical teaching of what God says about the church. Now, this past week, uh, this past Sunday, I gave you four reasons why God created the church. And so I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. I'm going to tag on to that to that teaching. For those who are not here, brother, uh, Sam has been doing an amazing job keeping uh, all of the teachings up on podcast. So if you have not. Um, subscribe to the podcast site, please do that. So you can stay current with all the teachings. Um, so I gave you four reasons this past Sunday. One was the church is, is for teaching biblical doctrine. That's all found in Acts chapter two. If you have, you're taking notes, Acts chapter two. I'm going to give you a scripture to turn to here in just a few moments, but Acts chapter two, verse 40 through 47, Um uh, Acts chapter two, verses 40 through 47. You, you'll find these principles there, uh, in the word. Um, the first, the first reason is for teaching biblical doctrine, um, um didaskalia is the greek word and it talks about uh teaching teaching theological truths the study of god uh going through and and determining what the word of god says about himself that's what the the bible is for um and we do that so that we're no longer children tossed to and fro from every wind of doctrine we shared that um paul said in philippians 3 310 he says that he wants to know him he wants to know god so Coming to church helps us to to know God, helps us to learn more about God. Number two, provides a place for believers to fellowship. We talked about that Sunday. The church is designed to provide a place for believers to fellowship. Koinonia its a mutual benefit when Christians come together uh, enabled by God's grace. I share with you Sunday that when two Christians come together in Jesus' name, great things happen because God, God is there. His presence is always with us. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 says iron sharpens iron so that a man sharpens the countenance of his friend or of his brother. Acts two forty-four says now all who believe were together and had all things in common. Amen. All things in common. So when we come together, believe it or not, we really have all things, especially all spiritual things. Now, natural things that may have some differences, but we should have all spiritual things in common. Hebrews 10, 25 says, don't neglect the meeting together, but encourage one another, especially as we see the day of his return drawing near. So we talked about teaching biblical doctrine, providing a place for believers to fellowship. And thirdly, we talked about observation of the Lord's Supper. And we do that every 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 first Sunday, remembering the death of Christ. I shared with you guys this past Sunday that uh, remembering that helps us to realize that we didn't get here by ourselves that you, wh- your freedom has a cost amen that's like uh, veterans day memorial day we we celebrate those days to let you guys know that uh, our natural freedom has a cost that that there are some men and women who pay the price so that we can be free naturally amen glory to god um and so we we observe the lord's supper to let you know that spiritually you're free spiritually because of the price that Jesus paid amen and we are never to forget that that's a command of God he said or command from Jesus Jesus said as often as you do this you do show you remember the Lord today until he returns amen so we are to do that is to observe the Lord's Supper and fourthly was prayer the church to be a place that promotes prayer now watch this now understand this now when we talk about the church you guys are coming here to get this but what you come here to get you are to take it with you and do likewise You ought to get it, take it with you, and do likewise. Amen. So here's what that means. Here's what that means. If we're talking about teaching biblical doctrine, then there ought to be some biblical teaching that happens in your house, especially if you have children. It's okay to sit down once a month, once a week, whatever, sit down with your kids. And so what you hear and what you're being taught in here, you have to go back to your own houses and do likewise. Somebody shout, and do likewise. That's what Jesus told his disciples. He says, what you see me do, you go and you do likewise. Now, so many, many people in the church are not fulfilling the next part of your spiritual growth. Your next part of your spiritual growth is for you to hear what's being taught and then you go into your circle of influence and you teach the same. Amen. You go and you teach the same. That's the next leg. That's the next part. And and in doing so, you'll be fulfilling or, or, or you'll be helping to fulfill the great commission when jesus told us to go and to make disciples amen and so we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on um um, providing a place for believers uh, observing the lord's supper even if you don't make it to church on first sunday if you can't be here on first sunday you can observe the lord's supper in your own homes If, if you know of a sick loved one in the hospital or whatever, and they miss first Sunday, um, as a, as a, as a, uh, as a believer, you can take communion to them. You can take it to a hospital and you can share the Lord's supper, um, especially now, now understand this. Let me back up. Um, you can do that. You can do that. If, if your life is right with God, amen, if your life is right with God, then you can do that. If you got some stuff going on in your life, amen. And then you may, you know, if you hadn't repented and dealt with it, then you might want to get one of the ministers somebody else to to go up and do that so because god god takes that pretty serious sometimes we we downplay it but but god takes that pretty serious matter of fact in scripture the bible says that there were people who ate it unworthily and some people got sick because they yeah they ate it not observing the lord's body amen um so just kind of keep that in mind and also and also prayer um so not only should prayer be happening in this house prayer should be happening in your house there should be prayer found in your house um, thank God. I, I thank God that my wife is a woman of prayer that before, even today on our way up here, uh, she grabbed my hand on our way and she she just said a prayer. She always prays for me before I preach or before I teach. She always does that. And we get up every morning, or at least we try to. We're, we're probably about 90%. We get up and uh, we pray together every morning. And so uh, prayer should be happening, happening in your houses. Amen. Now, listen, you have to examine yourself. Don't Don't raise your hand. But are you praying in your house? Is prayer being found in your house? Can you be found praying in your house regularly? If, if you have people in your house, can they say that you're a woman of prayer or a man of prayer? Can they say that? Do people hear you pray? Are you, are you doing that regularly in your house? You know, we, 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 we tripped out when prayer was taken out of school, but I heard somebody say we took it out of our houses long before they took it out of school. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Uh, so, so we have to be, have to get back to prayer. Part of what God wants to do with this church is we have to take what we've learned in, in the church building we have to take that outside and demonstrate it outside amen so don't come in here and let this be the only place you pray hallelujah glory to god don't let this be the only place you pray don't let this be the only place where you come and read scripture for many christians the the church building when you come to church as a group this is the only place you actually crack your bible and open it up amen hallelujah somebody hallelujah matthew mark luke john Glory to God! <laughs> Hallelujah! And, and, and for many people, that 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 has been and is their is their reality. That the only place they open up their Bible is in church. That 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 should not be so. As God continues to grow us and grow you, um, you have to take what you're being you're being taught in the church. You have to take it outside the church. Start practicing it in your own lives. Amen, amen. Now. Um, so we talked about prayer. We talked about Acts chapter 12, verse 5 through 7. That's a very, very powerful, powerful uh, a passage about prayer. How the church prayed for Peter and how Peter was released from prison. Now, uh, that was four. I gave you guys four uh, biblical doctrine, believers worshiping, ob- observance of the Lord's supper, prayer. Now I'm going to give you the fifth one. We're going to go. We're going to go a little bit deeper, a little bit further into this. Um, um, the second half. Now we go into Number five, write this down. Number five, the reason why God created the church is for proclamation or proclaiming the gospel of salvation. Proclaiming the gospel of salvation. Turning your, in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're talking about the reason, the purpose of the church. God is taking us back. He's taking us back and God wants to reestablish a divine reset is what God is doing. With us and through us in my prayer time and just kind of spending time with God. That's what God keeps pressing on my heart. God said, I'm doing I'm doing a divine reset because there's something I need to do in the earth. I believe that there are people who are out there in the balance. They are waiting for us to become the church that Jesus Christ left us to become. Um, Matthew chapter chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Look over at verse number 18. Matthew. um, Matthew 28 look at verse number, um, look at verse number 18 and it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, here's what Jesus said. Jesus, he's, so he's talking now, um, to the disciples and he says all authority about to shout authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Where was the authority given in heaven? Where else? on earth. So he has authority. So he said, all authority has been given to me now. So then he takes the authority and he transfers the authority to the disciples. So now he's transferring the look at the transfer. Verse number nineteen, he says, "Go therefore." When you see the word "therefore" in the Bible, you need to make you need to find out what it's therefore. Amen. He said, "Because of the authority that's vested in me, even even when I marry a couple, um, there's an authority that's invested in me through the state of Texas that now I have the authority." Now to to bond or to bring two people together and to marry them and that becomes a legal union because the state recognizes my pastoral authority. And they've given me the authority to marry a couple and put people together. They give me the authority to do funerals because the the state recognizes my authority. Now, so so what happens now is he's saying that God recognizes my authority and God has given me the authority. Now I'm going to give that same authority to you. I'm going to confer that authority. He said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the end of the age. Now look back at verse number 19. Go, therefore, the first command is to make disciples, baptizing them, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he said, teach them. Everybody say, teach them. Teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Make disciples, baptize them, teach them. So he's. this is the proclamation of the gospel. Um, uh, The commission, the word commission. I, I wrote this down and you should see it on the screen. The word commission is an instruction command or duty given to a person or group of people that's the commission so this is called the great Commission this was the great instruction this was the instruction that Jesus gives to his disciples and not only to these disciples but to everyone who will become disciples or who would become disciples so that means that that you and I have become disciples of Jesus Christ amen now let me explain I need to explain to you um, what a disciple is Because sometimes when you hear the word disciple, we only think about the the disciples that we see in Scripture. We won't think about the 12 disciples, but you need to know that that you have become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Look at the definition of disciple, one who accepts and assists in the spreading in spreading the doctrines or the teaching of of another one who accepts the doctrine and then they spread that doctrine or spread the teaching of someone else they accept it they accept it as truth they accept it and then they spread that same doctrine they spread that same teaching so my name is Eric Love and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ why because I've accepted the doctrine and I spread the teaching I spread that same doctrine so that that qualifies me to be a disciple I received Jesus Christ into my heart I've learned of him. I'm continually learning of him every day, and I spread that news. Now, 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 let me let me let me explain it to you because because sometimes sometimes I have to explain things so people can get it. Now, watch this. Be honest, y'all. Look at me. I know some of y'all are right. Look at me now. Now, be honest. Be honest. How many of y'all were disciples of Michael Jackson? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Let me let me let me qualify that. How many of y'all had a jacket with a whole bunch of zippers on it? Okay, a few of y'all. Okay, how, how many of y'all had the shiny glove? Some. Oh, look at the Look at all the disciples. Okay, watch this. Let me help y'all. How many of y'all learn how to do the moonwalk? A few more hands. Few more hands went up. Glory to God. How, how, how many, how many of y'all know how to do the Billie Jean song? Billie Jean. Now Look! Look at! Look at all! <laughs> look at! Look at! Look at well, so, what, what, what was your Michael Jackson song? What was it? Thriller. How many of y'all? How many of y'all knew how to do the, the whole Thriller thing? Thriller. Look at look at look at all look at all, all, all look at all all the look at all the all the hands all, all the hands went up. So 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 you many many people became a disciple of Michael Jackson. You know some people even tried to tried to get a Jericho like Michael Jackson. Look at them hands go up. Try to get Jericho. Try to get Jericho like 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 Michael Jackson. You know how, how many how many of y'all had penny loafers and wool uh, flooding shoes with them thick socks. Amen flooding pants. Amen. Look at that. Y'all had the penny loafer, just like Michael Jackson. So you you became you became a disciple of Michael Jackson. You saw Michael Jackson. You you would stare and you would look at you would look at that at that forty five, that vinyl. Y'all know the big forty five, the album. You would look at that album cover and you would just stare at it for hours and hours. And you looked at Michael laid back on that was that that leopard or what that was he had a snow leopard, <laughs> a lion. on oh, not what that thing was on his album. But you would look at that thing for hours. You know. You know what you were doing? you were studying Mike and ever whenever one of Michael Jackson videos came on, what did you do you what'd you do? You used to sing, you used to get in front of the TV and do what? Hold your mic and start dancing and you and you would do you would do all them dancing listen most and that's probably not a Michael Jackson song I can play right now that most of you guys wouldn't know. I have to go further back than you. ABC, oh, you went to Jackson 5. She went back to when Michael Jackson was a baby. (laughs) She went back. She said ABC 1, 2, 3. (laughs) Lord Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she She said go back to when he was a baby. Lord Jesus. Amen. (laughs) She went back to the Jackson 5. She went way back. Amen. Amen. But 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 think but think about it. But but think about how many disciples he turned out. Think about that. Think about how many people tried to become just like him. How many people tried to learn how to do the moonwalk? How many people learn how to how to kick that leg? Yeah, you, you know, yeah yeah yeah. like y'all try to act like y'all say. I see y'all. Y'all want to say what Michael Jackson was out? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen so so but 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 think about it think but but y'all remember y'all remember walking through school and seeing those pleather jackets with all them zippers on that didn't work amen yeah y'all 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 remember seeing that those some of y'all might be too young now but those oh, y'all know not hold enough how many of y'all remember those jackets with is all oh, okay all right y'all y'all leave me by myself y'all making me think that's what, what you're talking about amen but but that was a that my that but you you didn't realize it you didn't realize it at that time but but those people were disciples because they were learning about him. They wanted to dress like him. They wanted to talk like him. They wanted to dance like him. They wanted to go. They was, couldn't wait for a concert to jump off somewhere. People was running to, people at the concert fainting when he came on stage. Man, people were fainting. This dude was on stage and people were falling out, faint. They, people were collapsing. When this man was on stage. Amen. And they become a disciple. So watch this. Now watch this. Now watch this. So when I talk to you about becoming a disciple of Michael Jackson, everybody gets it. I get it. People wanted to be like him. They wanted to walk like him. They wanted to moonwalk like him. Glory to God. They wanted to dress like him. Now watch this. So now when I say become a disciple of Jesus Christ, that means... The same, it means that we ought to, we ought to want to walk like him. We ought to want to do the things that, that he did. When he healed, we ought to want to heal. When he gave, we want to, we ought to want to give. give. When he forgave, we ought to want to learn how to forgive. So we ought to, we are to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. We ought to become, thank you Reds, appreciate it man. Whew. Lord Jesus, I got one clap. I'm working this hard for one clap. i take it. Thank you. I got two now. (laughs) Two and a half. Two and a possible. Amen. 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 It's all good. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Amen. I'll take it. (laughs) Amen. So, so, so he said, he said, therefore go and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm always with you until the very end of the age. Listen, go to go to John chapter 17. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Go to John chapter 17. I want to show you this. Um, John chapter 17. I want to show you where Jesus announces His authority. John chapter 17. Uh, look at look at verse 1 we'll start at verse 1 uh, but verse number 2 is where I want to get us to John 17 verse 1 says Jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said Father he's talking to God Father the hour has come glorify your son and your, your son also that your son may also glorify you look at verse number 2 what does it say verse number 2 y'all read it what does it say you've given him what authority over all flesh uh-huh So, Jesus now is announcing, he's declaring his authority. He's saying, God, you have given me authority. God, you've given me the authority. Now, listen, keep your finger right there, John 17. I'm going to bring you back. and We're going to look at some of John 17. I need you to go to Matthew chapter 9 now. Go back to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Keep your finger there in John, excuse me, in John chapter 17. But go to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Look at... uh, Look at verse number. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's do nine and one. And I, we're going to read down the verse number six. But let's look at uh, Matthew chapter nine, verse one. Say amen when you found it. So he got on the boat, crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus saw and Jesus saw their faith. And he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer. What did he say to him? Your sins are, wait a minute, Jesus said what? Your sins are forgiven you. Now watch this, look at verse number three. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, this man does what? Yes. This man blasts In other words, how in the, who gives him the authority? How, he doesn't have the authority to, to take away somebody's sin. Now look at what, look at what happens. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, so he knew their faith, he knew the faith of the ones who brought the paralytic, and now he knows the thoughts of the, of the scribes. He says to them, why do you think Evil in your heart. Verse number five says, for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and walk. Now look at verse number six. What did he say? But that you may know what? That the son of man has the power on earth to forgive sin. What did he say to him? Arise, take up your bed and go to the house. (laughs) In other words, he says, he says, I, 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 I told you that I have the authority. Now I'm going to show you that I have the authority. So Jesus has the authority to transfer that same authority to you and I. So watch this. Now he says to the paralytic, he says, he says that sin has caused you to be in this state. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away the sin. Now releasing not only your reproach, but I'm going to release your affliction. So he says, your sins are forgiven. Get up. And when he gets up, people are amazed. And wait a minute. How did he do that? How did he give the authority for that man to get up off of his bed of paralysis? Now watch this. So you have to know that if Jesus, Jesus transfers an authority to you, that means he expects you to operate. In the authority that he's given to you. You have the authority to make disciples. You have the ability and the authority that's been given to you through Jesus Christ to go and to make disciples. To tell people about Christ. Now, watch this. Now watch this. Now now check this out. And and one of the things that we're going to do. And Trinity, you hold me to this. One of the things that we're going to do is we're going to teach you how to walk people uh, uh, into a relationship with Christ. We're going to teach you how to do that. We're going to teach you, you know, how to have a conversation with somebody. Now watch this. Now here's the cool part. The cool part is the cool part is is that it, it is it's amazing to um to to invite someone to Christ, someone who Jesus is already working on their heart. That's a beautiful thing. When God is when the Spirit of God is already working on somebody's heart, and God puts you right in their path. To lead them to Christ. But we have to learn to be sensitive enough. To know when God is leading us to an individual. To lead them to Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Because it, because if the church is going to grow. It's going to grow through discipleship. It's going to grow through you guys going out reaching and touching lives. And you guys going out being the church. Glory to God. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen when you got a coworker in the car. And somebody pulls out in front of you. And you don't curse. You stay cool, calm, and collected. Glory to God! It's, it's going to happen when you got somebody in the car with you, and you in a long line of cars, and somebody's trying to get in, and then you just you stay back a little bit, and you tell them, "Come on in, it is yours." And you know, and they and say, "Man, you know, yeah, that was that was that was real. That was real nice of you." And you know what? You, you can say, "I'm nice to them because God was nice to me." Hallelujah! And you have to you got to take opportunity to share Christ. And any 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 chance you get, take that opportunity to share Christ. Now, now, so so he gives us an authority. He gives us the authority to make disciples. Now, I want you to go back to to John chapter seventeen. I want you to see this. John chapter seventeen. Those of you who never read John chapter seventeen, you need to read it because Jesus prays, and this is an amazing prayer. Um, he's talking to God in verses one through five. He's talking to God about himself and about his relationship with God. Um, verses six. Through 19, he's praying for his disciples. He's praying for those who are on his side, those who are walking with him. He's praying for them. But in verses 20 through 26, Jesus prays for you and I. He prays for us. He prays for those that will come to know him. And I want you to look, I want you to look at how amazing this prayer is. How much time I've got I got some time. Okay. I want you to look how amazing this prayer is. Look at verse number 20. He says, I do not pray for these alone. But also those who will believe in me through their words. In other words, so Jesus is not only praying for us before we got saved, Jesus is praying for the people that will be saved based upon, based upon the evidence that you're gonna provide for them. Based upon your own personal, everybody say, I have a personal ministry. Say that, say that again. Say, I have a personal ministry. Say it again. I have a personal ministry. Tell the person beside you: You have a personal ministry. Glory to God! You you and you have to know that. So so you can't wait. Or you can't you can't. You, many people many people wait until they come to church to try to operate in their ministry, but you have a personal ministry. You have you have a personal mandate to tell people about Christ. Glory to God. See, and listen. The mandate from God supersedes anything else that you've got going on. I work for a program. Guess what? And and in the program that I work for, it's federally funded. So, so I, I can't I can't say the name Jesus. Glory to God. But you know what I say? I say, God, let somebody in class say your name. Woo! Y'all better help me preach. Glory to God. God, let somebody sneeze. Y'all better pick up what I'm putting down. I dare somebody to sneeze. Aren't you, let a kid say, God bless. Are you believing God? Because now I didn't start, they started because they, they said his name. Yeah, they they st- they had, they they said it. They start talking it, and so now now God. And so so even if I don't say His name, I can talk about the principle. I can still talk about. Watch well, this. Some people call it. Some people call it. Uh, they they call it karma. Y'all heard that? They call it karma. You know what I? You know what I call it? I said some people call it call it karma. I call it seed time harvest. They said seed time harvest. What is that? I said you sow a seed. Give it some time, you're going to reap a harvest. So bad seed, give it some time, you're going to reap a bad harvest. So guess what? I'm still teaching principle. I can still teach. So y'all better hear what I'm telling you today. Glory to God. Still teaching principle. Because I understand that, that the mandate that I have, the mandate that's on my life from God supersedes anything else I've got going on. Hallelujah. And I have to always be, and we're going to, we're going to, we'll look at it in scripture. I have to always be ready to, to hear from God and say the things that God has given us to say. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to the scripture. Um, um, he said, he said, but I pray not for those long, but also for those who will believe in me through the word. We're in John chapter 17, verse 21. And he says that, that they all may be what? That they all may be what? Jesus said his prayer for us is that we become one. Look at that's what he says. He says, one and I in you and that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me. In other words, he says, I pray that they look so much like me because I look so much like you that they know that there's something going on in the spirit realm because they look so much like me because I look so much like you. Listen, if you're a teacher, all the teachers in the room, have you ever had a student show up and you know exactly who his daddy was? Or who they mama, you looking at their kids I knew. listen, you start asking them what that. what's your mama name? You know exactly who they, you know why? Because they look so much like their mama. They look so much like their daddy. You know who kid that baby belongs to. you know who that baby belongs to. And so the the world, when they look at us as Christians, they ought to say, they ought to look at you and say, you've got to be a Christian. You have to, you, listen, you, you, every time I see you, you're smiling. Every time I see you, you've got an encouraging word to give to somebody. You must, have you ever been accused of being a Christian? Hallelujah. You must be a Christian. Hallelujah. Nothing ever seems to bother you. You, you seem like you're unflattered. Now people don't, people don't understand. You just, you just got some, you got some duck anointing. You got some duck anointing. cool on the outside but underneath boy they don't see them prayer wheels turn they don't know about them prayer wheels turning all they see you floating across the water look like you just float but they don't understand what's going on underneath they see all the blessing but they don't see you when you're on your knees honey they don't see you in the house beside that bed calling on his name they don't see you tell somebody else, I've got some duck on <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God! they don't see up at the house kicking. Hallelujah! <laughs> don't y'all don't y'all post that on Facebook or nothing? Yeah, what? What love teaching them folks over there? A duck or nothing? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Just a joke, y'all. Just a joke. Okay. All right. All right look. 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 Uh, look. i Okay. I, I got to roll. 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 Um. Uh, let's see, where do I want to go, where do I want to go, where do I want to go? Uh, go to, so so he he prays, let, let me just read the whole thing. He said, verse number 22, he says, in the glory which you gave me, I've given them, I've transferred the glory, I've given them that they may be one just as we are one. So in other words, we have the ability to become one in Jesus Christ. We have that ability because God gave us the grace to do that. Verse 23 says, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world. Wait a minute. He keep talking about the world. Why does he keep talking about the world? Tell me. Why does Jesus keep talking about the world? Why does he keep saying that? Somebody yell it out. Why is he talking about the world? Why? Because we're disciples. disciples? Say again. Because his gospel is supposed to be spread throughout the world. Yes, sir. Because his purpose was to save the world. But wait a minute. How is he gonna save it? Through us. Through us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Watch this. Say this with me. Say, God saved me so I could help save the world. Whoa. Whoa. Did you know that? Did you know that? Touch your name and say you're anointed to help save the world. Come on, touch him and tell him you're anointed to help save the world. You have an anointing to help save this world. Glory to God! Listen, so stop fussing about it and save somebody. Touch your name and say stop fussing about it and save some. Come on, man, touch him. Say stop fussing and save somebody. Get somebody saved. Glory to God. Stop fussing. You've been anointed. You've been anointed. To help save the world. You got to know that. You got to put your cape on, baby. You got to put your cape on. And you got to know. Listen, if the world is going to change, it's going to change because the church has got to change. The church has got to come into the knowledge of who we really are. We got to stop talking about it and start being about it. When was the last time? When was the last time you witnessed to somebody? The church, we're falling off, man. God said, he's saying it right here. He said, he said, it is my prayer that they become one in me so that the world can be saved. God's trying to use the church to save the world. And people are trying to use the world, save the church. God's trying to use us. That's all this crazy stuff going on. All this crazy stuff. What do you, what do you think would happen? Let me, let me let me show, I'm digress just for a moment. The, the, the church is built up of two entities. There is the universal church. The universal church—that is, every person on the planet who has confessed a saving, uh, a saving belief in Jesus Christ—that's the universal church. That's everybody in the world, everybody on the planet who's saved. That becomes a universal church. And then the second group is the local church. That's what—that's a part of who we are here today, who we are, who we, who we are here today. The local church. Every 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 building that you see has a local church in it. The local church. Now watch this. What do you think would happen if the universal church start praying about what's happening in the government? I'm talking about the universal. everyone on the globe. Everybody. But because 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 watch this. Watch this. Because if we're one in Him, that means that what we're praying about in East Texas. The universal church is praying about it in Africa. And they're praying about it in Denver, Colorado. And they're praying about it all over the world. No matter where they are in the world, the universal church should be praying about the things that's happening in the universe. In the universe. Right. Glory to God. Yes, sir. We've been called to pray about the, for the things that are happening in the world. But the giant is asleep. The church is a sleeping giant. And, and we're sitting back talking about it. We sitting back talking about government shutdown. You know, we say, mm, yeah." You know, you know, seven forty-five and lost his mind. This all is gone. You know, when the last time you kneeled down beside your bed? All right. All right. All right. Come on, man. Let's have me kneel down beside your bed and say, "God, turn this thing around." God, you said the government is on your. It ain't on his shoulders. God, the government is on your shoulders. God, Father, we need you to turn this thing around. We need you to straighten this thing out, and we get down and and we start praying instead of complaining. We the church has become a big baby, and we all we do is complain. All we do is complain. We don't we don't we don't exercise our authority anymore. We just complain about it. And God said, the the world's going to be saved the way I set it up is the world's to be saved through the church. The church has the same, the church is the, watch the glory to God. So watch this. When Jesus, Jesus was here to save us. He left us here to finish, save to finish the work that he started. We're here to finish the work that he, so he's working through us. But for a great degree, we've kind of digressed and we've pulled back. And we became focused on the theatrics of church. Right. We became focused on, on, on some of the, some of the, the, the superficial things of church. And we've gotten away from the great commission that God's called us to. We've been called to save the world. Glory. I'm talking about the universal church, the local church. We've been called to save the people in our area, our circle of influence. We've been called to make disciples in our circles of influence. We've been called to do that and we're going to teach you guys how to do that. Amen. So, so, so let's not run out of time. Um, uh, let's, let's, let's look at, uh, go to, go to Acts chapter one. Let's go to Acts chapter one. I'm trying to, I don't want to, I don't want to skip anything, but at the same time, I want to, I want to try to get to the end of this teaching. Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one. Look at verse number Look at verse number eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Very familiar passage. Jesus said, this is Jesus saying, Jesus said, you shall receive power, dunamis power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be what? Witnesses. You shall be what? Witnesses. You shall be what? Witnesses. What is a witness? What is a witness? What's a witness? Of, of, of Proof of the existence? Yes sir. A witness, somebody to tell people about him? What's a witness? Speaks on somebody else's behalf? What else? What's a witness? Someone who saw it. And and not only someone who sees it, but somebody who testifies, testifies to what they saw and to what they experienced. Glory to God. So watch this. There are some experiences that God allowed you to have. That he lets you have it in hopes that you would tell somebody about his goodness. That you would tell somebody about how good God has been to you in your life. That you would share it. Glory to God. But the world made you feel like you were being prideful. So you got quiet. You let the world shut you up. Glory to God! Hallelujah! You have the world make now. Nah, listen, because because just because they became jealous of you, don't mean that you're supposed to shut up. I I don't nah, don't tell people about your blessing, child. Don't tell nobody about your blessing, Mm-mm, nah, because you you jinx it. What? touch your name and say you can't curse what God has blessed. Come on. We ought to tell of His goodness. Glory to God! See, you know. Sometimes I wish. Sometimes I wish we'd go back to the old testimony service. But we gotta teach y'all how to testify. We gotta. We gotta teach y'all. We need to go to the testimony training. We need to. We need to go to testimony. We gotta go. To, <laughs> We gotta go to te- we gotta go put take a clack on testimony one on one. This is how you tell testimony. <laughs> because God's doing so many things, we just don't hear enough about it. That's right. God does some amazing things in your life, but we don't know it. You know why? Because you haven't shared with anybody. God's still doing some amazing things, and you haven't shared it with anybody. Look at your neighbor and ask them this. Ask them this. Say, why have you not told me about the goodness, that, how good God has been to you in your life? Why have you not told me how good God has been to you in your life? Woo! see that? Woo! see that? Look at that. Look at how many people. Why have you not told me? Why did you, why did you not tell me that God had been that good to you? Hallelujah. Why did you not witness to me? How good God has been to you in your life, Hallelujah! Amen. Glory to God! I can look at you and tell you blessed. I know God's God's favor is on your life. I'm looking at you. I can see God's favor. But why are you so hush mouth about your blessing? Okay, okay. I I I, I hear y'all. Go go to go to go go to First Peter chapter three. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. I hear y'all. I ain't scared of y'all. Go 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 to 1 Peter chapter 3. Go to 1 Peter chapter 3. Yeah, I ain't scared. Go to 1 Peter chapter 3. I know what y'all saying. Let me give y'all some Bible. 1 Peter chapter 3. Yeah, (laughs) look at verse 15. (laughs) Look at 1 Peter 3.15. Do y'all see it? Y'all see it? Look at 1 Peter 3.15. Hallelujah. (laughs) What does it say? But sanctify the Lord where? In your heart. The word sanctify means set him apart in your heart. And guess what? What else? Always be what? Ready to give what? To give a defense to who? To everyone who asks what? The reason for the hope that is in you with meekness. Fear, having a good conscience, that you that that when they defame you as evil evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ, that they may be ashamed. In other words, here's what he's saying to you: always be ready to tell somebody how good God has been to you. Amen. When they when they ask you, when they ask you um, um, why are you always smiling? What you gonna say? God been good to God's been good to me. That, that's general. But now I need to know more specifically than that. What's God done? Welcome here. He you in your body. What? Brought my son out of a car wreck. A car wreck. What else? He's a pro What he provide. we tired of that general stuff. What he give you? A car. A car. A, a, car. Food. a house. Food. Children. 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 Great your Girl, I'm a stop. Let me come over here. When they ask you why you're smiling so much, what are you going to say? Huh? Don't look at me. <laughs> The first set of twins in our family. What else? Peace. peace. God gave me peace. God gave me some joy. What else? God delivered me. What else? Good job. Good job. Let me get this out of here quiet. When God asks you, why, when people ask you, why do you keep smiling when you're going through? What you gonna say? Let me go back over here. <laughs> what? He can bring me out. Amen. Y'all, listen. We gonna make disciples out of this side over here. We gotta make some disciples on this side. <laughs> no, you had plenty of time. Let me talk what you were thinking. You had plenty of time. <laughs> you had plenty of time. The Bible said, "Always be ready." Always be ready to give a defense. Always be ready. That's, that's what God is saying to us. That's how the, that's part of how the world's going to be saved because you guys are always ready to give a defense. You're always ready to speak of His goodness and tell about the wonderful thing. You ought to look in the mirror and practice telling your testimony. I'm, I'm practicing telling the testimony about what God's doing, doing church on purpose. I'm practicing that thing. Oh, when I tell it, Lord Jesus, I'm going to have to write a book about this thing. And God's still doing it. I'll, I'll tell y'all about some other things God's doing. But, he, but, but always be ready to give a, a defense for why you believe in God and why you, why you have faith in him. Always be ready to give a defense. Glory to God. Now now listen. Now listen. And, and let's. I got, I got two more. Hopefully I got enough time. I got two more. Now well, will. Uh, Lord Jesus. No, I can't do it in nine minutes. Uh-uh. I got something else I got to do. Uh-uh. Now listen. Now we'll, we'll stop right there. Y'all get a lot of hand. Let's stop right there.